Welcome to Beauty and the Mess, redefining what it means to have it all and how to find fulfillment in life. And now your host, transformational life coach and creator of the active word line, Beauty and the Mess, Robin Emmerich. Welcome to Beauty and the Mess. Today we have Claudia Mason, supermodel speaker and author of Finding the Supermodel in You, the Insider's Guide to Teen Modeling. Thank you for being here, Claudia. Oh, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, I've been so excited because I haven't gotten a chance to really talk with you about all that you've been doing. I know over the years you've just been growing in so many beautiful ways. So I wanted to ask you first, how have you gotten to where you're at from supermodel to author? Can you tell me a little bit about your journey? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the modeling just happened to me when I was a kid. And like anyone in the entertainment industry, either you're discovered or they or or you, you know, your parents take you in. And that's the same with athletes, musicians, actors, models, Olympic skaters. It's all the massive, you know, entertainment industry and they pluck you when you're young. So that I was one of the ones who were, who, who was plucked. <laughs> um, and it was a huge career. Very lucky to have have that incredible experience formed me shaped me and because of that and the vast network of people that i know and you've got to keep in touch with people and 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 uh network when you're in these industries because they're very short-lived industries and that's what i wrote about in my book i my book is trying to help kids and their parents would be models and their parents and how to avoid the potential pitfalls of the modeling industry and the entertainment industry at large because all the professions i just mentioned are all the same basically on how they take uh, people when they're very young and you have a kind of one shot at an incredible opportunity, you know, and then there are plenty of other people they're going to, they're going to focus on. That's just what the nature of the business is. And it's fine. It is what it is. It's a business though. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was able to kind of keep in touch with people and network and, and uh, from a little uh, following an acting career for a while and then decided to move on from that and wrote a book and, had a health crisis, which definitely changed my life. Um, I'm a stroke survivor and thank God healthy today from an accident in a dance class. So all these things, you know, I wrote the book after that, although the book doesn't mention the stroke, but it really, uh, I just started to realize that from my upbringing in a very spiritual household, I was raised by a single mother, that um, the inner life is all excuse me, inner life is all. And, uh, you know, so I don't care how you look and what kind of skin someone has and what kind of hair. And of course, I'm again, thinking of the entertainment industry, but it goes for anyone in any industry. You're just not going to make it in life at a certain point, unless you have yourself, if you're working, unless you're working on yourself from the inside, as you and I know, as most of us know, we're in a huge time of this mindfulness movement and wellness movement. And, you know, in my industry, the entertainment industry, I mean, right now we have kids that are getting plastic surgery before they're even 18, 19 years old. The face hasn't even formed, you know, because they think it's all that, it's all surface. And sure, uh, certain industries like modeling and acting have to do with how you look, but that's not the whole thing. If you don't know how to hold your own, if you don't have a sense of yourself, self-esteem, self-confidence, and not that you have to suddenly get all this in 24 hours, you know, or one <laughs> month, and then you're polishy perfectly, yay, you know, of course not. Life doesn't work that way, but it's not right. just about how you look. And this horrible 
you know, because of the world that we're in and we're all on Instagram and we all know that the importance of, you know, content and all that, Robin, but yes. if it's just that, then you're doomed because that's not just the only, it's not going to last. So there yeah. has to be some sense of, it's not just about Photoshop. You know, that's, anyway, I'm thinking about the, the genesis of my book and just helping kids realize that they have to know how to talk and they're going to be much more interesting to future fashion clients, certainly, and Hollywood clients and music mm -hmm. clients, if they know about other industries and maybe they've read Shakespeare and maybe they know some science and maybe they're working on a jewelry line or maybe they want to be, you know, a math professor when this is all done. I mean, there has to be something else. Mm -hmm. So um, that's, I just, inner life I is a big that. thing for me. Thank you. And that's why I kind of, then I, this book, uh, and it, believe me, having a health crisis uh, makes you really realize what's important in life. And it shouldn't take a health crisis, but that certainly helped. Is my that, so I know that you said you grew up in a spiritual household. What would you say changed for you from being a little girl? Like as you were a little girl, were you dreaming of becoming a supermodel? And then what did that look like once you got there? How did you find the truth of that inner self. Yeah, no, I, I did not at all. Modeling was not on my radar. And also when I was a kid, unlike kids today, you know, you and I are the same generation. There's no, it wasn't about supermodels. I mean, if maybe you grew up noticing models, great. I'm not saying they didn't exist, but right. it wasn't what it was now or what my generation brought it to be. It, I was also interested in ballet. I just wanted to be a ballet dancer. I was at a top school in Manhattan where I was raised, New York mm -hmm. City. My, both of my parents were interested in education and not you know, selling me up the river for fame and glory. Uh, they were a f fortunately a you know, sophisticated kind of parents in that way. Now, not saying that you know, a lot of other parents are clueless. My parents were just mm -hmm. big city people and they knew, okay, they're throwing things at you, money and fame, but they don't care about your school. They want you to leave school at 14. What kind of, what, what's that about? So again, nothing to blame about the industry. The industry does right. what it does because it's all about the bottom line, dollar, making money. But you have to protect your kids. So no, I didn't dream about being a model. I dreamt about being a ballerina. And um, so that didn't, you know, I didn't have the body for it eventually. And, and modeling took off. And again, my parents were like, you got to finish high school and you got to get into college. And at that point, if you still have a huge career, you don't have to go to college, but you got to get in. And you know what? Thank God for that. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, if only most of the parents would say that today, instead of just selling their kids up the river, it just, it upsets me. You know, you got to finish high school people who have, who's ever going to hear this, who has kids, who have kids and, you know, and, and get the kids into college because it grows you. It makes you, uh, I, for me, the fact that I got into three top schools was exhilarating. I didn't go because I had a huge modeling career. And at that time you couldn't do both. Some of the current supermodels at age 20 right now can kind of figure out and some of them are finally smartening up and doing school as well as their shoots. Because at the same time. A bit. But this is such a short-lived industry. So, um, you know, it's so not about uh, just wanting to be a model. And that's what I try to tell kids today. Great, you want to do that? Wonderful. And what else? Who do you really want to be? Because most of your years are not going to be spent on this planet in it just modeling or just dancing as we know or just acting you know you have to have something else so you know so anyway so uh, you know i i the health crisis was something eye-opening and and i um and how old were you when that oh this was a few this was my uh late 30s happened somewhere in okay. my late 30s 
the stroke, and I just uh, uh, was only to the occipital lobe region of the brain, which controls our vision. And thank God, uh, most of my vision came back. I just have a blind spot here uh, today that's healing. But um, that was certainly something. And talk about inner life and realizing, you know, how do we grow, how do we heal and how do we go on and how do we get up and keep, you know, swimming and not sink. Um, and how did you do that? I think I really leaned on my spiritual tools, you know, um, for a lot of, I mean, my mother was very much into Buddhism when I was a kid. Um, uh, she's introduced me to Joseph Campbell and a wonderful series mm -hmm. with Bill Moyers that they did way back then. And, um, you know, she was just her, so eclectic in her different quantum physics and we just, she, she, so that stuff was always in me. And then I went through um, Al-Anon Changed My Life, the wonderful 12-step program, uh, which is for everyone. Al-Anon is, is literally known as for friends and relatives of people who have uh, substance abuse problems. But it's so much more than that. It's just a wonderful program that comes out of the tenets of Christianity. So again, you know, at the base of the great religions, obviously, are these great spiritual truths, truths as we all know. And yes. Al-Anon was wonderful and, and good old, some good old Jungian psychotherapy was wonderful. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's a lot of stuff I have in my, my toolkit. And um, of course, I'm completely blanking on, oh, A Course in Miracles, what a wonderful. Oh, yes, Mary Williamson. I mean, she didn't write it. Dr. Helen Shuckman was the scribe. It was, right. But I, Marianne certainly made her career of, over uh, on it, uh, about it, centered on it. And um, mm -hmm. it's a wonderful book and all these books. So it helped me in, these, in this crazy entertainment industry where you can get so lost in really thinking you're that important or you're that beautiful. You're so, oh my God, you're more beautiful than every creature on earth because that's what they're telling you at that moment because that's, you're hot in that moment. Right. So all this stuff to you. And so how many years were you in the modeling career? So I still, I still work, but certainly, obviously my height was, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know, about 10 years, you know, from when wow. I was, from when I was, I was discovered at age 13, started 14, slowed it down to finish high school, started again full time or did it full time at age 18, you know, until you know, around 30, I guess it was, it was just that, that time. And I've never completely stopped, but there are other things that I've been interested in doing. And from writing a book, I realized going on the speaking tour that I love speaking and helping certainly young people and, and people of all ages, there's something in the book for, for everyone. And, and I really enjoy speaking here and there. I also am loving Robin interviewing people like you're doing in this lovely podcast you have. It's just a joy to interview people. I'm starting to do something for Thrive Global, Ariana Huffington's, where I'm oh, really amazing. going after people. Yeah, thank you. In the um, in the self care, human development kind of world, you know, I interviewed Bob Roth of the David Lynch Foundation and Byron Katie last month in Ojai, California, and Dr. Jill Bolte Taylor. And so it's, it's, it's just exciting. It's an exciting time, you know. Um, I love that. Yes, yes. I remember Byron Katie's work from, from years ago. You know, it's yeah. interesting. My mom had given me a return to love in, when that, I was in high school mm. from, you know, Marianne Williamson's book. And, you know, that was my yeah. start as well pretty early on. And it's been very interesting to see over the past decade how more accepted the spiritual wisdom in a sense is becoming. Yeah, totally. I know. And, 
and that's really beautiful that that you're able to interview people and and help share their gifts because I can feel your passion around education and and what a perfect match for you having the inner and outer experiences. You know, I remember my niece Ava, when she first saw you, she was like, oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. I want to be a supermodel, you know? And and as a kid, you know, I think most kids or a lot of kids have that perception of, you know, Oh, I want to, you know, want to be a model or an act, and and to have somebody that's had that ex, that has had that experience, inspiring them. Yes, follow your heart and really know who you are is such a critical message at this time. Thank you so much, and that's how I feel because the thing example with with Ava is exactly it. You know, they see they see something, and look, it's not a kid's fault. We're all conditioned in the Western world to believe that celebrity, movie star, rock star, sports star, pop star, that's it, that's yeah. it. And if either you're that or you're leading a boring life, how sad, <laughs> how horrifically, horribly ruinous to someone that really really believes that and grows up with that my god Mm -hmm. what a limited way of and shame on all of us but anyway but so uh that have allowed this because i think we you know it's it's the collective that that believes it and buys in it and we all get kind of brainwashed to believe that and then when you're actually there as i was at the top of the entertainment industry you realize the incredible dark side, downside, difficult. It is hard work. And it's also something I try to say in the book, no one gets anywhere, certainly not in the entertainment industry, from just like laying back and thinking that they just can get discovered like I was and it all happens. No, 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 no. There's great sacrifice and great work, you know. What, yeah, what were some of your greatest challenges that you faced in modeling? I think just starting so young. You're a kid. I wanted to be 15, with the 15 hanging out with my 15-year-olds at age 15. I didn't want to be with 20-something, 30-something, and 40-something-year-old people. So mm-hmm. that's a challenge because you just should be in school. I don't believe anyone should do this full time until they're at least 18. There is no reason for it. Um, It messes with you in ways that are just not healthy and conducive to to human development. Um, uh, But I think so the the whole, we're in the era, thank God, of the Me Too movement. Finally, there's a great sexual predation in these industries, as there is in politics and anywhere, but certainly entertainment industry, because it's also based on, you know, youth and good looks and, and, you know, sex appeal and all of that. So it's just that those are real challenging things for kids to have to navigate through and they shouldn't have to. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I, I definitely, you know, there were there were some of that stuff I went through. I I certainly, thank God, didn't go through any of the horrors that the stories that we hear out there from the Me Too movement. I'm very blessed that I didn't go through the extreme, but I had you know episodes with some people, and so all of that's and then to keep up schoolwork and to have a sense of who you are and to grow your confidence in a you know you get kids don't realize that just regularly going to school in a normative normal environment is so critical to just human development. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, you know, you miss all that. Your youth is taken away in a certain way because you're dealing with adults who basically are going to be kind and nice to you, even if they genuinely want to, because you may be nice, but it's because it's business, because you're a hot young thing. Mm -hmm. So you're making money. So everyone is nice to you. Now, as a teenager, and I don't mean to nitpick over this, but I just try to make this point because people Mm -hmm. don't think of this. That may sound very nice. It's not normal reality. It's not healthy. 
because people that are not really liking you for who you are, they're liking you because you're, you're hot. Who you are, you're right. Yeah. You're, you're it. Yeah. So you're, you're not really surrounded by authentic people who are being authentic with you. So again, so in a way it's programming your mind to be praised for your exterior yes. looks and in a sense occupation as well. Yes. And no one may, they may not even have time or interest or whatever to really get to know who you are. Well, first of all, we're talking about sets. So any businesses, you know, you're there for the day or maybe you're there for a few days. So right. we're not saying that they should in, in, in find out the true, the true you, of, you know, but the point, it just, it's not a normal environment. It's not a healthy, normal environment to, to grow up in. So you have to have really strong family, guardians, parents, you know, parents there to, to, to be helping ground you. And unfortunately, I did have a lot of that from my parents, although they were divorced and my father was in and out of my life as a kid. When he was in, it was very helpful. He was very good in dealing with all of these, these, the sharks, the sharks of the mm -hmm. entertainment. So, you know, that's the thing, you know, there has to be an understanding of what it takes and a will to go there and to balance schoolwork and to kind of realize that you have to stretch yourself. And of course you want to date. Uh, and, and maybe that's all too much for some kids and that's okay to have more of a normal life. Um, you know, and it's also okay to, to just have fun with it. So I'm curious, you know, on the outside looking in, I look at your modeling career and see it as so much like class, there was so much class and beauty and I, even from the outside, I could see the hard work it took. Do you see that now changing with Instagram and, you know, to a degree, anybody can be a celebrity to, to a degree, right? Do you see that changing now? Yes. I mean, this social media world has just changed so much in, in every industry, as we know, every walk of life. And, mm -hmm. and uh, there's good and bad. And like you were saying that suddenly, the, I mean, there were so few, there were um, less magazines and modeling agencies and clients when I was at the height of my career. Mm -hmm. So everything has just grown exponentially. And there's, and, and, and thanks to social media, you just, you know, the, the, the online component where you're, you're doing, we used to do catalogs and then editorial or advertising and now it's it's the catalog market has kind of been wiped out the 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 you know the, the mailer catalogs and although obviously they still exist and you have more of this online kind of dot-com clients but I guess the yes the whole thing about anyone can be a it's a tricky thing to answer and it's a, a great question the anyone can be a star thing because that also has come with the reality tv which is had really taken over in America in late 90s, early, you know, 2000. And so now suddenly anyone can be anything. Well, sure, I believe that anyone can be anything. If you're going to ask me objectively, you know, as a, as a, as a person, of course, we're all, we're all equal. We're all fabulous. We all have talents in different areas and everyone with hard work should have a shot at something. But it gets a little tricky sometimes where you think you forget the work part, you know? Yeah. And I'll just get selfies and Photoshop myself to death. And why can't I be a model now? It doesn't work that way. You have right. to work for it. And what is the work in the entertainment industry? Well, with the modeling, you know, you're balancing school because you're very young and, uh, and, and work life. You're um, dealing with the sexual predation. You're dealing with money stuff and not being stolen from. That happens all the time in the industry. 
you know, there's so many things to balance. And you're dealing with how you develop in your confidence and self-esteem and how you carry yourself on set. Because if you think, if someone thinks they can just sit there and get makeup done and not talk, and be on their phone. That's, that's really what I wanted to say before. And just live on their phone until they get on set and then smile. And if they think that's modeling, oh boy, they're in for a rude awakening. If you don't know how to sit and conduct yourself like a professional and talk to every single person on that set, you're not going to get booked for other jobs. So it's absolutely not just about being in front of the camera. And that goes for actors, that goes for musicians. When, I mean, it, it, there's so much more to the, just the little finished product, you know, and, and that's what kids don't understand because they think we're in a disposable society, as you know, where you can swipe right, and not date someone on these stupid dating apps, you know, yeah. everyone's disposable. Ew, she's gross. Ew, he's gross. Yeah. Ew, this picture of me is gross. Oh, I'll just photo touch it and then I'll be a supermodel. No, you have to go on your castings. You have to deal with agents around the world. Yeah, I mean, there's so much to, uh, you so have to how... go, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it drives me crazy. <laughs> so how are you inspiring some of the kids that are truly seeing, you know, social media as an easy way to get to where they want to be? How are you inspiring them to take a deeper look? I hope by saying, by, by making them realize it's such a short-lived career. And that's not new. That's been going on for a long time, as we know. The, anyone in front of a camera always has a short, as a clock ticking, because it's a youth-driven industry. So I'm trying to instill in them an understanding, and their parents, because they're usually really young, that you, if there's more to this. It's a means to an end. This is not the end. You know, you, what else that. do you want to do? Stay in school, stay close to older mentor types besides your awesome friends and your peers, obviously. I'm not saying don't, don't hang out with your peers. You've got to be a kid. But, mm -hmm. you know, see beyond the, the bright lights because behind those bright lights, there's a lot of difficult stuff you're going to have to navigate. And you're not going to be able to do that if you don't have a sense of yourself. So the inner life and what else do you want to do in your life? So that you can use the incredible contacts you have and you're, you're lucky enough to come across in the entertainment industry if you're lucky enough to. And that will help propel you as a stepping stone into other industries, whatever they'll be. It doesn't just have to be in the entertainment industry. You know. I, I love that because it, you're right. Those are the two keys really to life and helping people understand that they are more than whatever it is that they're doing as their job. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And unfortunately in, in entertainment, you're, you're, you're not going to be in front of a camera forever unless you're the few. And of course, look, we know that there's plenty of actresses, thank God, that are aging beautifully and, you know, mm -hmm. being hired in their seventies, but yeah. few and far between how many Meryl Streep's are there out there? How many Diane Keaton's? Most mm -hmm. people do not get there. Not even some of the great actresses that we know of when they're young, they don't even get, they're not hired when they're older. Mm -hmm. So it's so limited. You have to think beyond it. So that's why I'm trying to help. That's what the book was about. I speak about this and the inner life and, and girding yourself up from the inside, you know, like a warrior, a loving warrior, so that you can get what you want in life. You can do what you need to do. There are steps to follow and there's self-esteem you know, tools to, to use and, and inner confidence and all of that. And I just love speaking. I love interviewing people myself, Robin, and I'm sure you, you feel the same way. I mean, I, I I'm not saying necessarily. Anyway, 
Yes. Yes. No, I, I love that. And I love that you're doing that because I didn't even know you were doing that. And, and I can feel that like actually loving warrior side of you in your spirit, which is so beautiful oh, to you. see because we need more of this. And especially yeah. people like you speaking out that have the experience to say, hey, there's, there's more that you've got to take a look at and help people wake up. Yes, we have to wake. Oh gosh, it's so true. And then if I like they say in airplanes, and you've heard many people use this quote, I'm not the first one, but maybe you use it, you know, you have to put the oxygen mask on yourself before you can help your child. So I, if I'm not cleaning my inner house up, my insides up. How on earth can I help the the needy out there in the world, which we all so much have to come together in this crazy time, divisive time that we're in, and really help people? How can I do that if I'm not if I'm just a mess inside? So you know, I try to just focus on all of that because that helped me through the crazy shark-infested waters of the entertainment industry. It was so difficult for so many years, and that's why people go on drugs and have crazy sex and lose themselves and sex, drugs, and rock and roll. It's not glamorous. It's ugly because those are very broken people who haven't figured out how to navigate through these crazy industries. And I found that my anchor was my insights. Now, I don't, not in a day or a year, Robin, I went through plenty of, of difficulties, obviously, but I know that ultimately what kept me sane was some, well, community always, those people around you, we need each other. No man is an island. So have to have good people around you, whether it's parents, family, friends, guardians, priests, rabbis, you know, you name it, mentors, um, uh, an inner life and, um, and taking action. I mean, ultimately, but you know, I, I, I guess my, yes. And not, and not honestly, not enough people are speaking about taking action because to a degree, especially in the field of self-help, to, you know, it's like some people are just saying, oh, just change your thoughts or just visualize this. Well, yes, that's a part of it. (laughs) There's also so much more. You can't just sit on your couch and eat chocolate and visualize, you know, yourself in Bali enjoying life and having a million dollars. (laughs) No, exactly. And it's, yeah, it's like, what do I why am I here? What, what makes me feel good? Helping other people, helping myself, doing something that I love, excuse me. <clears throat> and so then if I can just find a way to take a little action each day, but again, action, in my opinion, comes from something clear within us. It's hard to sometimes yes. take action when you're just so, or so maybe if someone is so broken inside. So it, it's just, you know, it's, it's working on oneself, awareness, acceptance, action, those three A's of Al-Anon, which I love. Am I aware right now? that I'm not doing well. If I'm aware, then that's half the battle. Now, what can I do now that I'm aware that I'm depressed, let's say in this example. Okay, I'm depressed. Do I accept that I'm depressed or do I just screw it and ignore it? Okay, let me accept it. Then I have a little window to take some action to help myself. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, so oh, these, these, these steps, these tools just are life-saving. You know, whichever spiritual tools one's one decides to grab onto in life. Um, I love that. And I love that you've studied multiple and and actually many different things that you use in your toolbox, because I think that's so important. You know, a lot of people think that an inner life is simply sitting down to meditate and that is great. And that can be a part of it, but there's also, like you mentioned, daily tools that can help you regain your center in the midst of chaos. 
and yeah. having those little tools in a toolbox within you is how you can really stay true to yourself as you navigate life. Sure. And you know, it goes from what we were saying before too, I think is that then I have, if I'm okay, so I have my tools, let's say in this example, and I've just straightened myself out as much as I can in that moment. Well, remember the network comes in. Sometimes you have to reach out to a friend, a relative. Oh my gosh, no man is an island. You know, I can't just sit and do the tools alone in my head all the time. I have to reach out to my boyfriend. I mean, whoever, your husband, your boyfriend. It's some, this is why the network, our community is so vital, I think, too. And then, of course, it's easier to take action because you got to pick up that phone. You have to send that email, no matter how many no's you hear. And that's another thing I learned. I think my years in L.A. pursuing an acting career, and I have a resume, but it never got to a stage where I was really making a great living as an actress. Mm -hmm. And I just had to make a decision at one point. What am I doing? I had a great career as a model, and this is now not working. And it's about obviously thriving and earning a living in life. We all have to. And, but I learned cause I had so many no's in LA and it was so great. Cause I really didn't have a lot of no's if, in, in modeling. It was one of those very fortunate circumstances. As much as I had struggles in modeling, there were, I was very sought after. Acting was just very difficult to get a Hollywood career going. Boy, was it difficult. And we all know that generally, but it was something that I just ignored and decided, you know, willpower. I've studied Shakespeare and I did my theater work in New York and now I can conquer Hollywood. And you know, Robin, I'm so happy I went through that. They were 10 tough years, but it really also helped form me because I got heard no a lot. Rejection doesn't kill us, which is another very big thing. It actually strengthens us and makes you have to sit with yourself and go, okay, what is the next, what do I do? What's my next course of action? What am I supposed to be? Who am I? And I was always drawn to spiritual work. And so the book and speaking and interviewing these master, in my opinion, people of the human development world. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I just love this in this world now. I mean, what, you know, what, what you're doing, what we're all doing to, to make some kind of impact to just help ourselves because I'm, I'm sorry to sound so, fatalistic but our species will not survive in so many ways if we don't come together as we all yes, know. <laughs> yes yes no you're spot on and, and it's true so before we end any like last thoughts or words of wisdom that you want to share those moments in life you know which were, was what we're really talking about and, and where you just you're so challenged and you're so sad or mad or just just don't know how you can go on and to somehow to remember that you know you can really change that moment which will then change that hour you're in and then we can just change that day and it's so easy for us to sit here and talk about it but i think you and i both know from experience that it's just so true and it's so magical and that we just can never give up on ourselves, I think, to just, just remember and keep, and we got to keep, I don't want to say fighting, although that's what it is. We have to keep swimming. You know, we can't just, you know, it, it takes work. But then the work, once you pick up the phone call that you have to make for that business call or the email or go out and you have an appointment or go to a conference, it's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's, it's, it's getting there or, or, you know, working up the courage to make that phone call. That's often so much more difficult than actually doing it. So that's just, just, just to remind all of us, I guess. I have to keep reminding myself because these things come up, you know, for all of us over and over. Yep. They sure do. I'm the, I'm the same. I have to remind myself, okay, pick up the phone, yeah. <laughs> switch <Yes>. it up. <laughs> 
yes. Thank you so much for being here and for sharing your journey with everyone. And just to let everyone know, where can they find you at on Instagram, Facebook? What? Yes. What are Thank the you. best? In our world today, this is all what it's about, right? It is. Thank you. I have a website, ClaudiaMason.com. That's C-L-A-U-D-I-A-M-A-S-O-N.com. And there's all my socials on that. But Instagram and Twitter are at ClaudiaMason1, the number one. Yeah. And um, the book is available on my website or on Amazon.com. Awesome. Thank you so, so much. And oh my gosh, I'm sending you so much sun from Texas there. Thank you. I will not send the snow back. I will <laughs> send a lot of love back. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on Beauty and the Mess. Feel free to visit Robin on Instagram at Robin underscore Emmerich. And we'll see you next time.